You are listening to PLV Radio Network. Join us in celebrating all of life's possibilities with inspirational, illuminating and insightful talk shows. Welcome everybody to Ask Sarah. I am Sarah Troy, your host. This week we're going to be talking about parents' message to kids for the festive season. You know, the season is upon us. No matter what your faith, religion, practice is, really is a time of camaraderie of people coming together and of gifting their presence, their belief in one another, their love for one another, the joy of being together. This is what Christmas is truly all about. The birth, the love, the gratitude and the celebration of people in your life. But you know something I think today, forget that we were once children. I started out a child, an infant, ignorant of the world and all that it holds. My environment and the desires of my family influenced me. Many things were wished for me, but not much expected. I learned to dream of becoming someone could not be and things that I could not become. My desires did not match my abilities and my self-esteem. It was way too low to believe in myself. This is not a woe-is-me story, but one lived all too often by so many of us. The dysfunctional teaching the young and a dysfunctional world because of it. TV shows show the idea of family. You know, something we're meant to uphold. And people kind of get that image from this stereotyping or from this illusion. There was a brilliant movie done many years ago called um, Pleasantville. And it was about a couple of kids that fell into the TV and went back into the 50s where everything was black and white. Everything was so sterile, so expected. Uh, no passion, no love. Everything was just precisely so. And as each person woke up, they became colour and started living a colourful life. I think when kids look at us today, they think that we lived in black and white and that there is no colour to us at all. That is wrong. Kids, we had a full life before you came along. We did things, we had dreams, we went places, we enjoyed ourselves, and we lived up to some form of expectation of ourselves somewhat. So when you are there today and you say you don't understand or you wouldn't understand or you were never young, yes we were. In whose world do I ask are we meant to uphold some sort of image or expectation? You know, we think there is a standard for everything and it's really not so. The word normal gets thrown about, but truly and utterly, what is normal? I think when you live an extraordinary life, it's a little bit of a crazy life, and therefore it's not not deemed normal at all in any shape or form, but that's okay. I would not want to live what some people call normal, because for me that's a black and white life, and I truly do like some colour in my life. We're all flawed. No one escapes that, and this does not mean that we're all bad. 
Life is about learning. It's not about living someone else's unrealistic expectations, but by living in one's consciousness and one's desires. Each generation we hoped and prayed that our young would have learned better lessons than us. We also hope that they understand that by being in the classroom of life, we all learn in a different way and by different means. It's easy to go and judge our parents for what you perceive as doing wrong. But try to thank them for trying their best in their limited understanding of the world and its ever-evolving ways. <coughs> yes, I was a child once. I didn't have a particularly joyful childhood. I was a very sickly child. I had asthma, and in those days when you got an asthma attack, you went to bed and you stayed there. <coughs> like I'm having right now. And you stayed there until they thought the threat was over. Very often, I could be there for months. Now, it's not a healthy way to deal with asthma, but unfortunately, it's the way they knew. <coughs> Forgive me. Having a little attack right now. It was the ignorant deal with asthma. I had an awful lot of allergies. And what did we have? Cats and dogs around us all the time. And that was indeed what I was allergic to. But nobody thought about that. I use Ventolum and asthma pump. And I discovered that when I was 14. So now I've been using it for 46 years. And it's been my lifesaver so many times. So many times. But up until then I didn't have an asthma pump. There was a pill that took half an hour to work. There were breathing exercises. And very often I blacked out. So my life was very limited. The things I wanted to do physically I couldn't do. Because I, if I got physical I had an asthma attack. And that was my limitation on life. But that didn't mean I didn't have an exuberance for life, a joy for life. I lived very much my imagination and I looked so much at the wonderment of life and what could be. And as I grew, my intuitive side grew with me and as I explored, I immersed myself into life. I travelled a great deal and I'm so happy that I did. At 20, I left home. At that time, I was living in South Africa. My mom and I had emigrated there when I was 14. And I packed my bags and I started to travel. First, I went to Greece. And I loved Greece. It was so, you know, wonderful. But this was the first time ever I had been on my own. So if I got myself into trouble, I had to get myself out. There was no one to call, no one to bail me out. I was there standing alone. And being such a free spirit, and believing that everybody was of good spirit, I did walk myself into a few troubled moments. But that's okay. Life's lessons, and I learned from them. I next went to Italy, and I fell in love with Italy and revisited it a few times. Just loved the Italian exuberance and passion for life. The food, the camaraderie, just, ah, it was so exciting. From there I went to Spain, where I fell in love, and it was a really wonderful time for me, and Spain will always be remembered for that, and I went back again two or three times. I then travelled Europe. I did Austria and Germany, and um, 
Holland and a few other places like that. And it was wonderful to see, but I knew that that wasn't my culture. I really was more of the passionate cultures that were there. Um, of course, I went back to England and based myself there when I travelled. I uh, worked in London for a while, went back to South Africa, travelled within out, out of South Africa, and then went to live in the States for a while. And again, incredible life lessons, uh, learning about myself, and so much that I wanted still to do, but I'm afraid the dollar ran out. And I went back home. I got engaged. I didn't get married. I had a little turbulent life there for a while, left South Africa and came here to Canada. So when the kids look at you today and all they've ever seen is a mum that's been there for them, you know, wiped the snotty nose, changed the diapers, driven them to school, uh, thrown them birthday parties, cooked for them every day, do their laundry, make their bed, yell at them to pick up their tools, their toys, you know, that's what they know of us and they don't know that there was a life B.C., before children. So I think this season in particular, it would be a wonderful gift if you gave gratitude to your parents. If you said thank you to them for all that they have done for you. They were once this high-spirited, free-spirited person who was going to go and explore the world. And they ended up being a person that was a mum looking after you. They might have been a career mum where they stayed at home and you were their career. They might have been a mum that juggled a career and motherhood, with a great deal of strain and balance, clearly not leaving them any time for themselves. So, you know what? A little gratitude goes a long way. While you're having that fit because they've denied you going out or denied you a toy or denied you something that you feel that you can't live without, think about what they have to do in order to give that to you. And stamping your feet and screaming your head off isn't quite the way in order to receive it. Now, I'm talking to mature members here, people whose parents now might be on the other side of uh, twilight. And we understand now, we've raised our own children, and people might be grandparents by now. And they look to their own parents who are ageing, And we realize the sacrifices they have made in life because we've made them too. We realize that when they were around and young, the permission to do a lot of the things that we did and that our children today do today was not there. It was just not granted to them. So we need to understand the parameters to which we are brought up in. Today, there is so much expansion of what a child can do. And in some ways, I believe too much. I think one of the things that I see with kids today is a total lack of of respect and of gratitude and of kindness. Now, I'm not talking a general board. I'm just talking observation of a certain few. You know, working hard to go and buy your kids a great deal of gifts that you give them that they're not going to learn how to appreciate or value is not giving them a good lesson. Now, I was victim to that. I ran myself ragged to get the perfect gift, and if they didn't like it and tossed it aside, I was upset. I've been down that road, and I know. 
And today, all of us are broke and we don't go and buy big gifts for ourselves. And instead, it's that little something that's got more meaning. A little something that really is what they want and a little thank you. And that's something that's very, very important. If we have a brat, it's because we have made that brat. If we have somebody that is rude and disrespectful to other people, it's because we have shown them that. If we have people who have no sense of value of life or are cruel to animals, that can be two parts. One, we have shown them that. Two, that cruelty lies within them. And that's something you need to recognize very, very quickly, child or no child. When you see a child respecting the boundaries of an animal or stroking them nicely or loving their siblings, uh, sharing their toys, um, it's not all about competitive and I want, it's about sharing and let's play together. Then you truly have a child that really understands the value of giving, receiving and sharing unity and that will hold very well for that child as they grow up. I don't know if you've seen the ads, there's some very good ones and they get repeated now and again, where you see a child at a pretend tea party pretending to smoke and pretending to knock the drinks back and pretending to be drunk. And you look and think, what is going on? And then you see that the child is mirroring the parent. What we do, how we treat ourselves, how we treat each other is what the child is going to learn. So it is our responsibility as we are custodians of these children and we're here to guide, love and nurture them into everything that they can be and do in life. Not for what you want them to do, but for what they're designed here to do. We have to really set that example. I apologize to my children for I was in a marriage I should have got out of. The fighting and the extremes that they had to go through, what they had to see, and what it made me become was not something I wanted my children to know or to see. And it was indeed my children. My son in particular has said, that's it, you're going to divorce. I can't stand seeing this anymore. And he gave me permission to be able to move on. I should have done it earlier, and I wouldn't have put them through all that uh, terror. But instead, I stayed because I thought it was the right thing. So while you're busy judging, how about you walk a few miles in their shoes? The parents that didn't have much and now have worked their guts out to give you everything that they didn't have. The parents that would love to give you more but are unable to because they're just managing to make ends meet. The parents that are dealing with their own traumas, their own beliefs, their own memories, maybe their own dissatisfaction in their own particular lives now. We need to be there in support for one another. As you grow older, kids, it's not all about what can your parents do for you. It's about what can you do for them now? What can you do for them that can support them in their time of transition? Giving them permission to place value and time and invest upon themselves. Telling them it's okay, they do not have to be of servitude anymore. That you're quite capable of doing your own laundry, picking up after yourself, vacuuming and helping mama around the house. Doing the lawn, washing the cars, um, bringing the, uh, the groceries in 
All of these things mean so much and it shows respect and appreciation. Christmas is a time when parents truly wait that magical moment. They want to have something that you're going to remember. Have all the family come together. I remember my sister planning the 2000 uh, Millennium Christmas. And she had gone to extremes, extremes. Everything on that table was going to be top-notch and beautifully done. The menu was going to be beautifully done. And she had the entire day with her adult family and their children coming. And she had it all entirely planned. Well, unfortunately, having it planned and being so rigid in the control of what she wanted to happen and not taking into account that she didn't have little children anymore. She had adults with spouses and they had their own opinions and their own agendas and their own issues, which unfortunately they brought to the table. Her Christmas ended up being catastrophic, absolutely catastrophic. She did not feel appreciated. The vibration was absolutely awful. Um, Spouses fighting, um, the total disrespect and disregard to how much time and effort she'd put into something and her entire illusion of what she wanted Christmas to be had been shattered and it was very, very sad. So maybe we shouldn't be going into Christmas with expectations. We do expect people to come to the table um, in a receptive and in a receiving and in a gratifying uh, way. We do want them to appreciate what has been done for them and maybe to say, okay, you've cooked, I clean. Let me do the dishes, you go and put your feet up. Um, There's a lot that you can do in showing of gratitude. If you're unable to uh, buy a gift, then make something or give a little certificate of service. I'm going to come and mow your lawn every uh, for a month, or I'm going to come and do your laundry, or I'm going to do your shopping, or I'm going to do this for you. If you haven't got the money, there's always something you can do that can show your gratification. Participation is something that is huge. If your parents have gone out of the way to present a beautiful Christmas for you, or Hanukkah, no matter what it is that you are celebrating, Please respect that maybe it wouldn't be done the way you do it. But it's the way they've done it. And they've done it with love. And they've done it in a way to bring joy and harmony and peace and togetherness. Please receive it in that way. If you receive a gift and it's not really something you can use or you can want, that person's bought you that gift in hopes that you can use it and belief that you can. So please receive it gracefully and gratefully. In giving a gift to someone where you don't know what to give, then look to what they don't do for themselves. Maybe they don't go out for dinner, so a gift certificate to a dinner might be nice. Maybe they don't go to movies, can't afford them, so movie tickets might be nice. Maybe mum hasn't been to the hairdressers for a while, the hairdressing certificate would be nice. Maybe give mum a spa day, I'm sure she will enjoy that. And what about dad and the things that he likes? Look to what your parents are, who they are, what do they love to do, but what do they not do because they put the kids first. Or maybe it's the grandkids they're putting first now. There's always something they always wish they could do, but never did because of the kids. 
maybe you can all come together, all of the siblings, and give them a trip somewhere. A trip that they wouldn't take, that they maybe had already always talked about or fantasized about. And you can actually give them that trip, a memory of a lifetime. And knowing it came from their kids can be something that can be so deep. So children, while you're busy receiving this year, no matter if you're 5 or 50, understand the gratification. No, it's not that new age turkey done with maybe the organic everything and new age trimmings and maybe the table is old-fashioned but you know what it's the table of love the food was prepared with love it is carved and given to you with love receive it with love and stop looking at your parents as old fuddy-duddies that never understood life and never ever lived it because they were children once children with dreams teenagers with desires young fruitful people before they married and had kids who wanted to explore and had desires to be or do something in life. Some people achieved it before they married and had children. Some people didn't. I am extremely grateful that I did not have my first child until 20, and that I did travel and that I did live. Was I a whole person when I got married and had kids? No, I was still very much in discovery of who I was, still trying to live that life of expectancy, still trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be. I had not yet totally embraced who I was or why I was here. But I immersed myself into my children, and my children became my life in every which way. And that is something I will never, ever regret, although it did cost me but that was because of other circumstances. That was because of the marriage. Today, I can actually sit side by side with my ex-husband. We can do this at parties and at events. And I can look at him just as the children's father. And we can play games and we can do things together. And there is no animosity, nothing between us. We have both had separate journeys since we parted. We have both gone different places. In many ways, we never should have come together. But we were meant to come together for those three children. And those three children are somebody I'll always be very, very grateful for. I love each and every one of my children. And I've got grey hairs in my hair with their name on it. Yeah, they've given me some roller coaster moments, some exasperating moments, some very sad moments. But today, as they're all 26 to 32 now, and they're all living their lives, not yet married, no grandchildren yet, except for grandpuppies, still exploring their options, still exploring life and being on an adventure, not settling or selling out just because. I love my children. I love who they are. I love the journeys they're on. And it's okay if I'm not a grandmother yet. It's okay if they haven't got somebody in their life life that they truly and utterly love yet that's all right because i rather that they be true to who they are what they want out of life what their meaningful purpose is and find that love of self so when they find that love of life it truly is an honest love kids we've been there we were once kids we were once teenagers we were once young adults we've gone on adventures We've had plans, we've had passions, we've had desires. I have loved, and I have lost, and I have travelled, and I've explored. I've experimented, 
and I have fallen and I have picked myself up. I am a woman who has done many things, some not very good for me and some absolutely incredible. It's been a lifelong journey for me to embrace who I am, what I'm here for, and truly be at home with myself, my life, my purpose, my calling. I'm truly resonating who I am now, and it's taken a long time to get here. And I pray and wish for my children that they find themselves and their meaningful purpose in life long before I did. Kids, I love you. But please remember, I am your mother. And I will always be your mother. But I am Sarah, a woman under my own right, with my own passions, my own desires, my own purpose in life. You may not see it or understand it or embrace it, though I do think you do. But you have to give it to me because it is who I am. So kids, stop being so judgmental. Not my kids, kids out there. Stop being so judgmental. Stop being so disrespectful. Stop being so intolerant or impatient with your parents. Please, look at what they've given you in your life. Look at how much love you have received from them. Look at who you are today because of them. And truly show your gratitude. Truly show that you see them, not just as mum and dad, but as the people that they are about their lives, their passions, what they still want to do in life. Encourage them to follow it. Help them find that passion that they shelved so long ago and that they would love to take down, dust off and do all over again. So guys, this is the Christmas season. It's Hanukkah season. It's any season of faith you would like it to be. It's about coming together and celebrating each other. Celebrating life the joys, the beauty of giving, of receiving each other's love. Go down memory lane. Don't go down the memory lane of something that upset you or was bitter or was degrading. Go down a memory lane that is heartfelt, that was a joyous moment, and show your gratitude. A simple thank you goes an awful long way. And understand that although they're your parents, they are people too. And maybe it's time to get to know who they are now. Take the labels off of parent and look at them as their own identity. And you'll be surprised of how much you will understand and see in there. Ask them questions. Explore their lives. In understanding who they are today, you need to know a little bit about the journey that they have taken. Show an interest. Care. Be kind, be patient, be respectful, and be appreciative. So this Christmas, go out of your way to let your parents know that you appreciate them, what they have done and what they've tried to do for you. After all odds, that will one day be you. You will be that parent, and you will all wish for your own children's happiness, safety, health, and you hope that they will appreciate what you did for them. I wish everybody a great deal of joy, laughter, love and peace, and to one and all the world this festive joyous season. But I wish, most of all, acknowledgement and gratitude and respect for each other, for who you all are today, and what you all can be to one another, and embracing all the children that are inside of us. Because that child 
is always seeking wonderment. To one and all, a merry, merry, merry Christmas, happy Annika, and a joyful season. From me, Sarah Troy.